Before we get started today, I would like to take this time to say thank you to Lone Star Arms and Ammo for helping support the Sounder Podcast and True Hog Hunters Tournament. Lone Star Arms and Ammo is located at 477 North Sunset Strip in Kennedy, Texas, and is open Tuesday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., as well as Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. With a wide range of guns to choose from, let the friendly and knowledgeable staff at Lone Star Arms help you make the right decision with your next purchase. Looking to sell a gun or are in need of a gunsmith, Lone Star Arms can help you with that too. And with their new Silencer Shot kiosk, buying and registering a suppressor has never been easier. You can call Lone Star Arms and Ammo at 830-299-5552 as well as check out their website at LoneStarArmsAmmoLLC.com for updates and news regarding products and services. Also, be sure to follow them on Facebook at Lone Star Arms and Ammo LLC. Thank you to Lone Star Arms for all that you do for the two-way community, as well as all the support you have shown us here at True Ballistics and the Sounder Podcast. Now, on to the show. Hello again, and welcome back to the Sounder Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the war on hogs. Hope everybody's having a great day out there. Want to thank everybody for tuning into the show. We got a good one for you. Going to get y'all updated on our winners for the month of August in our True Hog Hunters and Army Hog Hunters tournaments. But first, we're going to talk a little bit about dove season, which is fast approaching. Then we've got archery season coming up here in October for whitetail. And, of course, you know, if you're doing any kind of outdoor activity uh, down here in the south or throughout much of the United States, there's a good chance that you have encountered these pesky little boogers we like to call wild hogs, which is why we have started these tournaments. We are now a licensed nonprofit in true conservation. So when you sign up for these tournaments, it is tax-free. So get signed up www.trueballisticsllc.com forward slash tournaments for your chance to win prizes every month in the true hog hunters tournament and army hog hunters tournament uh, most hogs at the end of the month will take home prizes um, and then also a chance at winning a prize at the end of the year for most hogs as well now we are still a small tournament so you're going to hear the same names you know quite often we are growing um it has been successful i know we've been working out some bugs if you listen to the podcast before we've had some bugs in our uh, website that we've worked out it's running a lot cleaner now should be if it's not you can contact me at charlie at the sounder podcast.com and i will get back with you help you out any way shape i can any way shape or form i can and uh hopefully get you get all your hogs submitted and approve so that you can get credit towards them and hopefully win yourself some prizes. So, again, that's charlie at the sounderpodcast.com. That's charlie, C H A R L I E, at the sounderpodcast.com. But I want to talk about dove season real quick. We are, well, this, this weekend actually, we are opening up the first weekend of September, a special white wing season now i'm talking about Carnes county i don't know where you're listening from if you hunt a different county rules may that you know you may have a complete you might be in north zone 
or, you know, a whole other state. I don't know. But down here, I am in South Zone in Carnage County. So we are opening our white wing season. You are, um, they, I'm actually pretty happy about this um, just because they thought about it. You are allowed a bag limit of two morning doves. Um, this is very important because sometimes it can be hard to judge on the fly when you have multiple birds flying over your head. Sometimes you get an accidental double kill. Um, I tend to take full credit for those double kills. And, you know, when I'm talking about one shot, two kills, um, just because it makes me feel better about myself. I typically, I very rarely do that. I very rarely even get my dove on the first shot, sometimes not even the second. So uh, I take credit when, when I can. But um, accidents do happen. Uh, we are all human. We all misjudge sometimes. The chances of getting a morning dove down here in South Texas can be very high if you do not judge the bird correctly. So you got a two-bird limit on a morning dove per day. So remember that. Um, if you do happen to get two morning doves, you might want to put your shotgun away and be done for the day because you don't want to get that third because that's when you get a big fat ticket. So uh, be safe. Most important, you know, keep a... Keep an eye on your neighbor if you're hunting with your friends or something like that. Make sure that you aren't, uh, you don't have anybody in your line of fire. Be careful when those birds fly in between hunters. That's how accidents happen. People are tracking birds, they're not paying attention, and they swing their gun on their hunting partner. So don't do that. That's bad. Um, keep an eye out. Keep in mind, you know, you shoot up into the air, those pellets got to come down somewhere. Try to keep yourself from shooting towards your neighbor's property or where your vehicle is maybe parked, anything like that. You'll you'll definitely hear if you got anything with a metal roof, it's going to sound like it's raining pellets because it is. So safety first, but most importantly, after that, have a good season. Best of luck to you all out there. Uh, we got two weekends of this white wing season. So if you're going to get out there and hunt white wings, you can't wait for regular season. This is kind of like a little, little prequel or – Whatever it, whatever you call it, to uh, to bird season, you're gonna have your uh, your warm up, I guess you can call it. Instead of going out there and, and shooting clays, maybe go out there and warm up on, on some uh, some white wing dove. I think I kind of like it too. I think uh, you know going out there and, and hunting just a specific bird will will help you identify these birds, and I think it's gonna make you a, a better hunter. In a, in a sense, you know, go out there practice. Um, also uh, that bird's going to have to be close enough for you to identify it. You know, some of us have, have better eyes than others. And if you, and if you don't have the best eyes, you know, that bird's going to have to be on top of you for you to make that judgment call. So, um, I'm, I'm going to try to get out there. I don't know if I'll get out there this weekend. I have, I have some plans on Saturday. They're talking about some rain down here in South Texas. It could be, could be storm in the next few days. So the chances of me getting out this weekend or the next few days, and hunting white wings might not happen, but I might try next weekend if the weather's looking a little bit better. Um, this is opening weekend of college football. I am a college football fan, so good chance I'm going to be just smoking some wild pork ribs on the on the pit, maybe enjoying a couple of adult beverages, watching some college football, and hanging out with family. So if I don't get to hunt this weekend, I'm going to enjoy myself, relax. I've been hunting hogs, going out at night, sitting in the blind, sweating my tail off because it is 110% humidity down here. It has been muggy. It has just been miserable. 
Uh, and now that we've actually had some decent rain, we got water standing and we got mosquitoes eating me alive too. So, um, been going out hunting when I can, getting eaten a lot by mosquitoes, and I don't have a hog to show for it. So, um, really got to get out there and can uh, change something up. I'm working on it. I got some bait made. I have been hunting feeders, um, particularly a pipe feeder, which it usually takes them a few days, maybe a couple weeks at the most, to find these pipe feeders. Um, I know they found it. They pushed it around a little bit. It is simply a four-inch PVC pipe with holes drilled in it, um, capped on one end, um, chained to a stake, so they can continuously roll this thing around in a circle. The holes will allow the corn to dribble out of it. They will eat it. It's also good because you can hear them knock it around. So if I happen to doze off in the blind um, at night, I will be woken to a snout smacking on that feeder it makes quite a especially when that when it's about halfway full um you can hear that bang for for quite a while so been hunting that unsuccessfully um i got that paired with a slow glow red light that i have been using and i got a sniper hog light uh, on my ar as well uh, for scanning and little further shots like you know that one thing bad about a feeder light is where you set it is where it's going to stay you know, so if nothing walks underneath it, you're not going to see it. That's why I like to keep the light on my gun. I could scan a field here and there. Um, very handy. Sniper Hog Light makes a really great product. I've talked about them in the past. You know, I, I could shine this light. I could see eyes um, a good 400 yards easy. You know, <clears throat> when I'm typically walking you know when i'm done i'll walk up you know towards the house and i can look out into that front field i can shine completely across that front field and look at uh, another hunting spot where i have a feeder and typically shine out there real quick i can see eyes you know usually i can make out if that's a deer or a hog you know not that i'm going to shoot that far at night but if i do happen to shine down there and see a ton of eyes looks like it's pigs i can play the wind try to sneak up a little closer and, ho and hopefully, you know, get a manageable shot off on them and uh, harvest a pig. But so far, I have not been lucky. Um, been trying, though. I've been putting in more of an effort than I have in the past. Uh, the thing that really keeps me from, like, going out and scanning fields, walking around at night, is just that we haven't, we haven't shredded. I got grass about waist high. It's still hot. I'm terrified of snakes. Um, not my cup of tea to go out and walk around in tall grass in the middle of the night. Um, good chance I could stir up a snake. I'm not going to be able to see it. I won't be able to know where it's at. You know, hopefully if it is a, uh, if it is venomous, it's a rattlesnake. I'll be able to hear it. But even then they don't always rattle. Uh, I do live on the river bottom. So I do have the occasional cotton mouth. Uh, out in the field we have killed many of them you know cotton mouse don't necessarily live right on the water they tend to travel out for food and stuff like that and i've killed them on you know our private roads i've been walking around the pastures and happen to stumble upon them they are a very aggressive very nasty snake i don't like them i don't like any snakes um i know that there are good ones out there i try to leave those alone but any snake that i find in my yard that catches me off guard i'm I'm going to have to deal with it. I don't like being, I don't like being 
ugh, they just give me the uh, they give me the creeps. I don't like snakes. Period. So um, something that keeps me from walking around this time of year. I I tend to like it when it cools down. I feel a little bit more at ease walking around at night, knowing that the chances, even if you do stumble upon a snake and it's cold, they're pretty lethargic, um, pretty slow. You're not gonna really you gotta really pester them for them to get after you. So, um, hoping we get some cooler weather. We are now in September. Hopefully fall will show its face early this year. I wouldn't even mind if it just gets in the seventies here soon. It has just been brutal sitting in the blind, no breeze, just still human nights sweating. Um, I mean, you have to sit in there, you take a six-pack of water with you just to stay hydrated. It's that bad. So you get back, you walk up to the house, you're dripping sweat, time to take a shower, try to get try to get some rest, try to start your day at work the next day. Um, you know, typically, like I said, I like to kind of doze off. In, in, the, in the blind, um, I've said that multiple times, I get in there in the evenings, especially when it's cool and the windows are open, get a little breeze. Um, I'll, I'll lean back, get comfortable shut my eyes for a little bit, crack them open, you know, see if anything's at the feeder. Um, all, I could do that pretty much all night, but when it's hot like that, you can't get comfortable. Um, you're trying to, you know, close your eyes, get a, little, get a little rest in, and you're just dripping in sweat. It ain't happening. So I've been, I think I sat, that the longest I sat so far was about four hours the other night, and uh, it took me, everything I had to, to stay in that blind every now and then you'd catch a warm breeze that was just enough to because you were sweating cool you off for a half second but just absolutely miserable I'm ready for some cooler weather um, but we are it's that time of year you know dove season's here you're going to start getting those cooler days I think hopefully um, it is my favorite time of year it is dove season after that, we're going to be going straight into archery season. I'm very excited about that. Um, got my brother's spot all set up. A, a spot that I cleared out back in 2019 on the river bottom that I had every intention of, of bow hunting. Um, just had to buy the bow, and I never got to that. Never never would do it. Never would do it. Something always popped up. Used the money on something else. Um, just wasn't, like, top priority at the time. And so I had this, this really nice spot that I've been kind of keeping in my back pocket. Um, my brother got a crossbow, um, asked, would, would you know, it be okay if he put a feeder? I said, heck yeah, man. I mean, you put a feeder anywhere, that means I can hunt it, you know. So he put a, uh, he bought a brand new game winner from Academy. Um, it is a really nice little feeder, one of those, one, a crank-up feeder. Um, you know, we do like the stand and fill, but this is in a floodplain need to try to keep that feeder as high as, as possible. That way you don't get water in it, ruin your motor for one. And then on top of that, that corn will sour, and then it'll it'll just it'll be an awful mess. I've had that happen before. You have to get a shovel, scoop all that out, start all over. It, it's just not fun. So he got a good a good crank-up feeder, put a pop-up. Should be about maximum about a 30-yard shot. It's going to be interesting. We cut a clearing out behind it, nice little walkway. Uh, should be quiet getting in, uh, but gonna be gonna be a fun hunt. I can't wait to sit in this spot with him, try to get something on camera. Um, hopefully, get a kill on camera. That's that's my my goal this year is to spend a little time with him in the blind. 
um, as a season approaches, but really uh, that too, I think it's going to be a killer hog hunting spot. We do have, it's right there on the edge of a Creek that it doesn't hold water. Um, but it is like a highway for pigs. I think they like to dip down in that Creek and get right next to the water and get, get a drink right there out of the river. Um, but they tend to, it's very thick down in there. They tend to hang out during the day in the heat of the day and they can hide down there. Um, they're going to hear you coming, so they can dip out really quick just because there's so much uh, underbrush and uh, there's no way to, to sneak in there, you know. So they they're t- they tend to hang out pretty close to this spot. It's going to be, you know, there's – we got three feeders, like I said, now on, on the river bottom. So hopefully between those three feeders we got some cameras going. We'll get some good activity with some bucks crossing through. Uh, so far, nothing. I've had my, my cameras up for a few weeks. I got does coming in. I got pigs coming in. I got raccoons left and right, but I've only had one buck on camera. Um, I'm not too worried about it because, like I said, we tend to not see activity pick up until, like, September, which we are now officially in. Um, but I'm very, very hopeful to see something soon. I'm going to check the, the cameras this weekend. That is on my to-do list, and hopefully, hopefully – crossing my fingers we got something worth getting excited about we passed on a couple nice bucks last year that weren't they just weren't ready yet we weren't ready to harvest them um but they had potential to to grow into some better deer really hoping to start seeing some of those guys you know cross through here pretty quick like i said we are putting corn on the ground Uh, i got some bait mixed up for wild hogs gonna probably put a little bit at the uh at my feeder and I've been talking about it for a while, still haven't done it, but I am going to set my trap. Um, I'm in hog hunting mode. I'm very excited about this year. And really just with, with everything being as expensive as it is at the store, you know, buying meat is really expensive. You know, eat chicken, pork, you know, the stuff that you used to buy really cheap, not just, you know, beef is astronomically high, but everything else has gone up. Um, it's time to get out there and, and harvest our own meat, process our own meat. You're not going to... You know, if you're having to, to start all over and you're starting fresh and you're having to buy all your equipment, you're having to buy your feeders, you know, fill those feeders, you're having to buy, you know, uh, maybe a grinder, maybe a sausage maker, uh, maybe a dehydrator if you want to do jerky, anything like that. You are going to spend some money. You're probably, <laughs> it takes it takes a little while. It takes a lot of hunting. It takes a lot of animals harvested to get your return on that. But once you do, uh, you know, buy good quality product. Stuff's going to last you a long time. And, I mean, I'm telling you, our sausage maker is an antique. This is an old cast iron sausage maker from God knows when. Um, you know, I think my grandpa probably bought it new. And, shoot, who knows? You know, this thing's been handed down generations now that we've been using this thing. And, you know, so obviously it's paid for itself. It's made probably thousands of pounds of sausage. Um, but you know, uh, for instance, we, you know, we, we put up this new feeder, my brother got it. I think it was on sale. I think it was originally like 400 bucks. I think he got it for three. Um, it holds, I think 280, almost 300 pounds of corn. Um, the last game winner that he had was, a uh, one he had to climb up a ladder and fill kind of a pain in the butt, but it hold, it held a lot of corn and it was a good feeder. It lasted him 15 years until it finally got some rust spots on it and really it would still work if you patched it it's just getting kind of dangerous you know with the legs starting to get rust and everything on it just a matter of time you know before one of them ends up breaking off 
gonna it could happen with you filling it up and that, that's never a good thing it's a safety issue now so gonna get rid of it start over get a new one and i'm got i gotta hand it to game winner they they got a pretty beefy feeder um this thing i think is built to last i'm really excited about it I think my brother made a good choice on them. I've been using an all-seasons feeder now for a few years. Very happy with their quality of product. Um, that was a gift that was given to me by my father-in-law that I am just very grateful for um, because I probably wouldn't have gone out and bought it, you know, you know, on my own had it not been given to me. So uh, now that I have one, now that I've been using one for a long time, I'm stuck with them. I, I'm they got a they got a customer in, in me. If I go out and buy another one, it'll probably be in all seasons. Um, but I am very impressed with Game Winner for the money. Game Winner's making a really good, reliable feeder. Uh, I could vouch for that. Like I said, my brother's been using one for 15 years. Just bought this other one to put up. I, I, if it's half the quality of the one we've had before, you know, I think we're going to get a, a good good use out of it. We're definitely going to put a lot of animals down with it and stock our freezers. So very excited about it. Very excited about the season, and I need to announce our August winners for the month. Uh, the, the month of August, our True Hog Hunters and Army Hog Hunters tournament. Uh, remember, you can get signed up at this tournament. These tournaments, the True Hog Hunters and Army Hog Hunters at TrueBallisticsLLC.com. Uh, I'm sorry, TrueBallisticsLLC.com forward slash tournaments. Get signed up, earn your chance at winning some prizes every month, and a chance at winning a prize at the end of the year for simply going out and hunting hogs. We are also a licensed nonprofit now through True Conservation, so this is all going to be tax-free as well. So, uh, give you all a heads up, our winners for this month in first, second, and third are the same in both tournaments because they are entered in both tournaments and they kill the most hogs in both tournaments. So, starting in third place, we have a name that we haven't announced in a while. Uh, Baconator got back into the tournament and looked like they trapped three hogs. Uh, they will be taking home a bottle of Hotel Tango Whiskey Bourbon uh, from the Army Hog Hunters Tournament, as well as 50 rounds of True Ballistics 223 55-grain full metal jacket ammunition as well. Uh, second place, we have our old friend Squill Team 6. This guy's been on a tear here lately with 22 hogs for the month, um, really showing up here at the end of the month, putting up quite a quite a few good numbers and almost catching our leader. Um, it was getting a little close. They were only four hogs apart this month. So um, putting up some good numbers, uh, Squill Team 6, like I said, a total of 22, going to be taking home that 10-quart Gator Cooler in the Army Hog Hunters Tournament as well as 150 rounds of True Ballistics 223 55-grain full metal jacket. So, Good month for him. And then uh, Punisher Hunting coming in at first place again this month with a total of 26, uh, winning that all-seasons hog light, uh, feeder light, um, with the Army Hog Hunters Tournament, and then 250 rounds of 223 uh, full full metal jacket, 55 grain from True Ballistic. So good month for these guys, doubling up on prizes. It happens that way sometimes. You know, you can be you can be in either tournament, uh, doesn't matter, same rules apply for them. They give away different prizes. There's different entry fees per tournament. Um, you can be in both like these hunters are and double up on prizes if you win. Uh, most hunters that, that join these this tournament tend to, to 
join both because of that chance at winning, you know, double the amount. So keep that in mind if you are interested in this. And also, if you haven't heard about us before and this is the first time you're tuning in, this is a hog hunting tournament unlike any other. We are a nonprofit now. We are trying to raise awareness about wild hogs and all the damage that they do and how fast they are overpopulating. Uh, I should say how fast they are reproducing and overpopulating. Uh, It is just an ongoing issue that we are having to deal with, not just in the South, but throughout the United States. And we want to raise awareness on that as well as give back. This is a tournament that you hunt your land, your way, your time. It's all... You know, all your kills are submitted via cellular device through pictures. They are submitted. They are inspected. If they are good, they are approved. That goes towards your kill count. Your kill count will give you prizes if you have the most at the end of the month. So, um, you know, we don't we start, we try to stay away from the size thing, you know, size game, weight and all that. There's, you know, there's tournaments like that already. Um, we applaud those guys. Keep up that. Keep up, you know, all the hard work that goes in those tournaments. We're not taking away from anybody, you know, but this is something that we're trying to do as a conservation point of view and uh, trying to put some some hogs down. So that's going to do it for today's episode, guys. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Sounder Podcast. I appreciate all the support, all the feedback. Remember, you can email me at charlie, that's C-H-A-R-L-I-E, at thesounderpodcast.com. I will be happy to answer any of your questions talk you through anything um, regarding the tournament, regarding our website, uh, and then, you know, whatever you need. If you have any suggestions as well, that may help us out. We are always open ears to y'all guys. Thank y'all. Um, like I said, we couldn't do this without y'all. And just a quick reminder, we are now a licensed um, nonprofit, so no more taxes. Uh <laughs> It's just a way to save a little bit, but thank you all so much. We have been doing this now for going on two years. Uh, This is our second year uh, in this tournament. It has been fun. It is great to see all the support throughout the community and just all the hogs that are constantly being submitted and the good that y'all are doing. Remember, most of this is happening in Carnes County. So uh, we, as we get the word out there and this tournament grows, who knows where it's going to be in a couple more years. So thank y'all so much. Y'all have a good weekend. Best of luck hunting. Shout for the man in green. You don't have to worry about him if you're following the rules. Y'all have a good one.